0: Grinders. <coughs> Something stuck in my throat, I guess, doing that. Good morning, grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show. Here on Roto Grinders, I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender H D. That's 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 where you can find me on Twitter, right? That's my username, right? Because someone on Twitter has Blender head with the E and the A. And someone, someone find him, someone kill him. Some someone, someone get, get get the get the Twitter name from me if you can. If you can. Uh, but, uh, but this is the show where we go over, uh, we, re- re- we review a little bit about yesterday's slate, which was 11-game slate. And I remember it's distinctly yesterday. Yesterday was like, we're coming back from the All-Star break. I know there's 11 games, and typically a lot of shenanigans happen on 11-game slates. There's a lot of teams, a lot of people that could possibly rest or get injured or be on the injury report or something. And I'm like, okay, they've been off for a week. What could happen? What could possibly happen? Maybe, maybe we get a nice calm night. No, that you couldn't even do that. Coming back from the all-star break. There tons of shenanigans going on. So we'll cover that a bit. We'll talk about today's seven game slate. We'll go through some preliminary stuff. We got uh, the got rocket stuff. Oladipo probably sits on a back-to-back. Uh, DeRozan's out for personal reasons. So there's all, all types of stuff going on. And there probably is going to be stuff that we can't even expect that's going to end up happening. So why, why do we even bother? Why do we even bother here at 11 o'clock in the morning talking about anything other than strategy, right? This is more of a strategy-focused show, so I interact with you folks in the YouTube chat if you're here. If you're, if you're listening later on the podcast feed, I'm going to wave to you even though you can't see me. Go rate and review that on iTunes. But I, I care most about my YouTube people. You know what to do on YouTube. I got my apple juice here. Keep it cold. Hit those thummy thumbs. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We see people here: a card fan Daniel Hutchins, Jupocalypse, John Johnson, DJ Cicero, Trey McRae, Right? Card fan says Fanduel's a money printer. Yeah, yeah. The Fanduel Fanduel's softer than than DraftKings. I don't know. The the, the bad players just uh, you know they just they like the bright blue? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah, that, that, that would be true. Last night, uh, playing cash games, uh, didn't do well in DraftKings. DraftKings was like, a, ugh, minus 93%. Made it up on FanDuel, didn't matter. Yahoo, slight loss. So it was a little over 700 bucks uh, on the day. Because obviously you could see here that FanDuel, I'm, I'm, I'm tilting more of my volume on a slate towards FanDuel and cash games than DraftKings and Yahoo now because uh, you know it's performing well, right? Right, so we got we're over the twenty k mark now. We're almost we're almost to an all time high. Right, I think the all time high was like twenty one thousand something or other. Where, where when was that? Yeah, 21.5 on the nineteenth. Now we're now we're up to twenty seven. So maybe maybe Friday's the day. Maybe today's the day. Hit the all time high. Uh, but I still got to make up some on, on DraftKings. Whatever. That's why you diversify. That's why you play on multiple sites, multiple types, head to heads. Double ups, triple ups, whatever. You put it all together, and you look at your return at the end of the season. But it was, it was, uh, it was a shenanigans slate yesterday. Why it, they come back from the All Star game, the All Star break? Figure, come on, really? We didn't have many people that had injury jet designations. We didn't, we didn't until uh, five thirty. Oh, Luca, Luca, and 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 Porzingis aren't going to play. Just for, for what injury management for what what managing what they've had a week off i know luke played at the all-star game but that's barely anything so they're they they're gone we already had him beating simmons out okay we knew that the side you know at least DraftKings priced them up a little the other 76ers vandal didn't then we got uh then, then john wall was out and pj tucker just left pj tucker just said screw it i'm not playing anymore right so he's not going to be playing for the Rockets anymore. So, and I know he doesn't do much, but he still takes up like 32 to 35 minutes on the court. So they were playing with an eight-man rotation yesterday. And then Gordon got injured in the middle of the game. So that, if you played Rockets yesterday, I mean, that's essentially the, the late swap to the Rockets. I mean, it was the key to the slate. Kevin Porter Jr. If we knew, if we knew that, that everyone was going to be out for the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. would have been more than than 16% owned. He would have at nearly minimum price. So you see, a lot of a lot of the sharper players pulled up a bunch. Late swap to Kevin Porter. We got some uh, what Oladipo here, 23% owned, right? Brick 75 with 74% Oladipo. Uh-huh, bro, 72% Oladipo. Basically, you were able to late swap to guys like this, like Oladipo if you didn't use as many of your slots on like earlier games, like Lowry or Tobias Harris, guys like that, like I'm looking up here, Harden, right? If you played Harden as your payup option, like unlikely that you can even have money or a slot to to play Oladipo. Most likely you were filling slots with, uh, with like Jalen Brunson or Tim Hardaway. (laughs) Some of those types of players, Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson more so on, uh, FanDuel, but you didn't get the, the, the the Rockets game was until 10 o'clock. So we, we got that wall out news. When when did we get it? Did we get it before the nine o'clock games, but still with Luca and, and Porzingis out, like the Mavericks were just all too cheap, right? Even if you play Kleber or Cawley Stein, something like that, Dwight Howard didn't start, right? We got that. That was the early stuff that Tony Bradley started. So a lot of people jumped on the Tony Bradley bandwagon. I mean, he got there for, for his, his minimum price, 26, but still Howard crushed. Even, even for 5,300 on DraftKings. I mean, he got, he got 8X, right? 7, 7 to 8X, 39 and a half on DraftKings. And on, on, on FanDuel, I mean, he I mean 10X, right? He was 3,800 on FanDuel. He didn't play him there. But I mean, Olenek also did well on, on FanDuel. I mean, most likely you were paying down at center. Either for Howard, and once you saw that Bradley was starting, then you switch over. he's paid seven hundred dollars more for uh, for Olenek. and Olinick did fine, right? Of course, thirty eight point seven five. Toby Harris was pretty much the dud. I mean, he scored thirty three point seven five, but I mean, he was what eight k? I mean, he was he was cheaper at FanDuel, but but for eight k, you're not going to thirty thirty three ain't going to cut it, especially in GPPs. We see the winner here the winner Danny J 26 of the, the 400 K fade away. He went, we went with the correlation of Jalen's or Jaden's. He didn't have Jalen Brown though, right? Jalen Brown was on the slate, but he didn't play him. Apparently if you play Jalen and Jalen and Jaden, you won. I mean, what happened at that Minnesota game, that was nuts. I mean, Minnesota just blew them out. So like, nut like, Jalen Noel, with the fact that McLaughlin was out, Beasley's suspended, Minnesota is short uh, in the backcourt. So I understood six to six percent ownership on on Jalen Noel, who completely destroyed. Right? I mean, what twelve x? Jane McDaniel's on the other hand, you got you got incredibly lucky. They had no problem in the front court. So 075 percent owned. Right, not much chalk in this lineup. I mean, really, you got Brunson, Jalen Brunson, probably the best, probably the best value of the slate with with, with Luca out. Olenek, perfectly fine with Bam out. Okay, get it. Even Boucher, Boucher, eleven percent owned, fifty one points. I had him on Yahoo. Obviously, Porter, thirty two hundred. He did, he did great. Then you just get get raw points, right? Giannis done. Fill that power forward spot. Fill a center spot. Play Lillard. Four percent owned. It didn't matter. It really didn't matter. It's just raw points. Like it's not like oh, you had to play Lillard. You didn't have to play Lillard. Like E. Hafner's lineup. We go to him. His lineup. Noel. We got Noel there. Aaron Baines had a pretty good game. Kevin Porter. Kawhi. See, look, Kawhi fifty-one. So that could have been Kawhi. Could have been Lillard. It could have been anyone. Josh Richardson, nice eight to nine X. Giannis is raw points. Butler, right? He was 10% doned? Like no one smash, smash. Like none of the studs, like put up a ton, ton. Yeah, 62, 59, 50. Just needed points. Dwayne Bacon, just, I don't know, just to round it out. Take a look at the top line with Eckert Austin. Who's this guy? Right, similar type of lineup. Horford, he had a game. Okay, didn't realize that at two percent. It's not like he needed him. That could have been a lot. That could have been so many other players. Pukashevsky, Pol- Pol- right? He was he, he he was in the starting lineup. Right? He he ended up going for ten x at three k and one point seven nine percent ownership. Essentially, if you faded the Sixers outside of the centers. So we take a look, take a look here because that was the, that was the news that we knew Simmons and Bede. But I mean, of course there was a blowout in that game. There were a lot of blowouts yesterday. So like, if you played Harris, if you played Milton, if you played Curry, like they didn't get there really. And they got points, right? I mean, Curry got 29. Okay. I mean, he was like 5k. Milton really didn't get there. No. Basically, Bradley or Howard, that that was it. But that was the early news. That was what we already knew already. People made more on, on the late swaps. Late swaps are just just, just contrarian. Not playing Kyle Lowry. He got 41 points. Okay, sure. Okay. Unnecessary. Powell actually got more points than him. I'm surprised Powell was 25% owned on DraftKings. I mean, he wasn't that that exposed, really. Not many sharp players had really that much of Powell. Most benefited from late swap. I mean, if you want, as a general rule, I mean, especially going into, you know, the second half of the season where we're going to see a lot more, you know, players sitting and teams tanking and whatever and resting for the playoffs... That if you just want to go into every slate and just assume shenanigans, that's what I'm calling it, shenanigans. You just want to assume shenanigans and just late just late swap. Just whatever the seven early games are. Maybe you play one or two or play or something like that. And you just build your lineups throughout the, the, the course of the night. Yeah, a lot of nights, there won't be any shenanigans for you to take advantage of. You're right, okay. Doesn't mean you can still win regardless. But maybe it's worthwhile to just play the shenanigans game. If you did that yesterday with the Rockets, you were you were good. I mean, you could have made an assessment that when Wall was downgraded to questionable, it's not like he was on the injury report. He got on, he got added to it. That that midday downgrade, just say, just in your head, go, I think Wall's going to be out. And then play Oladipo, play tate or who i mean we didn't know anything about the pj tucker thing though. like pj tucker just straight out just didn't didn't play there was no announcement of that Did, I, I, what was, was tucker owned one percent owned i mean it's not like he produces much when he's on the court anyway but still once you take 30 30 to 35 minutes out of that guy and yeah and you give it to other people then all the rockets i mean they're playing with the seven or eight man rotation but I think I think you could have built lineups as if Wall was out, if you wanted to. Take a chance. You take a shot. It's a ten o'clock game. What's the worst thing that happens? You have Oladipo. It's not like okay, if, if Wall's in, it's not like these players aren't going to play. But I'm assuming, based on you know how much they were jammed in into some of these sharper players' lineups, that this was light swap. But you needed you needed the spaces for it. That was the main issue last night, that if you already played Lowry, you already played Harden, you already played Harris, you already played some of these guys. Like, where, how, where are you fitting Oladipo in? Where are you, feeling, where are you, where are you fitting some of the ro- or Rockets in? Are you going to take out Jalen Brunson so you could play Eric Gordon or something? Probably not anyway. So we had the Mavericks at the 9 o'clock game, and they, they, their, two, their two highest usage players are gone. So, I don't blame you if you're just like, well, I'm just going to play the Mavericks. But I mean, that pretty much was a summary of last night. I don't know what you guys did going through the YouTube chat. Gerald Miller says, Binked my sixth top 1% in Pick'em last night. Pick'em? Is that tears? Is that another format? I don't know. Last night in the last month, they helped to build bankroll for my 20 play. Well, that's good to hear. Edward Brown, Roto-Grinders had Seth Curry projected to be 43% owned on FanDuel. He only wound up being 19% owned. Was Roto-Grinders wrong or was the field wrong? Well, obviously, it's an ownership projection. So obviously, the projection ended up being wrong. But understand that ownership projections in NBA could change dramatically depending on news. Right? You could only run ownership projections so much, and then you have to figure out how many people are going to switch? How many people are going to play? We had, you know, at point guard, we're gonna, once that Mavericks news came out, then it kind of flips everything on its head. Seth Curry's ownership was going to go down because then you have Hardaway and Richardson and Brunson to deal with. And then you figure, do you have to pay down at shooting card anymore? You don't, you don't have to because you also have Howard there and Olinick in the center spot cheap. So wait, you got, you, you're going to pay up for raw points somewhere. So that's why, like, you, all that ownership starts going towards guys like Harden on FanDuel. I'm talking about specifically FanDuel. Because FanDuel pricing was 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 soft with the, the Sixers and, and the Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks, I don't blame FanDuel. They, they, how are they supposed to know that Luka and Porzingis were sitting? But they knew about the Sixers. We knew Embiid and Simmons weren't playing yesterday. But they still had... Uh, curry and, and and milton and harris and howard but once you take away the mavericks if, if luca and porzingis played last night seth curry would have been that owned would have been 40 ish percent owned, 35 40 somewhere around there so it's just a matter of how much does the maverick news matter to ownership i'm not even sure if i am not even sure if the ownership projections reflected that reflected the Mavericks news we get a lot of news so close to lock that it's, it's hard to run ownership. You have to run the projections. They have, we have to have the projections team make new projections. They have to update that. Starting lineups start coming out and they're different because now we have Bradley. Bradley was in the starting lineup. So now you have to decrease Howard's ownership, his projection. On player projection, you have to increase Bradley's projection. But Bradley's a power forward on drafting, on, on, on FanDuel. And he's cheap. So originally, you're most likely going to see Tobias Harris and Giannis as the chalk power forward combination. But now you had Bradley in there. Well, most likely he's still playing Harris. so now Giannis comes out and he's 11K. So where 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 does that cash go to? Because you also have the Mavericks being cheap. It's going to go to where else? Probably shooting guard, a small forward position. People paid up a little bit for Brandon Ingram at at small forward. So they played something like Ingram Richardson. Something like that. The so money has to go somewhere. You still want to get raw points. That's why, that's why understanding how roster construction works could put you ahead of the game when it comes to ownership. Because then you also, to, you also have to, you also have to you also have to predict what human beings are going to do. The earlier the news, the more likely it's going to be reflected in ownership. The later the news, the less likely it is. Something comes out early in the day. If, if that wall news, if wall was out and we knew he was out at one o'clock, Kevin Porter Jr.'s ownership would have been double. Oladipo would have been double. I mean, every, all the Rockets would have been much more owned. But the news came after Locke. So, like, how is that going to be reflected in ownership? Not as much. How much is news 10 minutes before Locke going to be reflective of ownership? Not as much. Somewhat, but not as much. News from a day ago, the night before, DeRozan. We know DeRozan tonight is out. So we're going to see ownership on Derek White, on Murray, on Keldon Johnson, on those guys. Those are going to be high. Now, if more value comes out and more stuff happens, more shenanigans, the ownership of those players will have to come down to some extent. Not all the way down. That's how ownership is reflected. NBA, it change. It could change on a on a drop of a hat, on a dime. MLB, not so much. Other sports, not so much. But M- NBA, definitely. Joe Marino asked, "Where do you find that spreadsheet with the ownership percentages of those top players?" You just go. This is what you do. I'll show you. I'll show you from scratch. Okay. Okay. So you go to the slate. I'll show you. Is, results DB is free. So you go to com slash results DB. Okay, so I'm going go to the slate. So you go up here. You have the date, the sport, the slate, right? All of these slates, right? That happened yesterday. So you find the slate that you want. Now you can just go to ownership and you could see a cross section of contest to contest and you could select each contest to see that. If you want to see like player, like user ownership, go to contests and list all the contests, right? All the major ones, right? We got some double ups here, but most of the major ones here. So here's the fadeaway. You click on the fadeaway and you get all the lineups, right? the cached, right? So I could see Danny J26's lineup right here. Now, if I cl- go move over to this tab right up over here from entries to ownership, right? I get this. So I'll show all the players, right? All the top bone players right over here. And I could search to them over here. And on the side, you see the standings and how many entries that that user used. Well, all I have to do is use these checkboxes. I'll go, what was Danny J 26's exposure? Well, there you go. I could see it on this side. I could click as many of these as I want and see them side by side. See, thank you, Tyler. I go to the next Papa Gates. Ah, it's Pat. Right, so I'm seeing this all side to side. Now, obviously, from, from a viewing perspective, the more players that you select, you don't want to have to constantly scroll back and forth. So you hit this button called toggle full screen, and that'll move everything else out of the way. And there you go. You're there. So you can search for any user you want and see what their, their exposures were for the, the, the number of lineups. Like, obviously, i click on there. Get rid of them. Or did I do the opposite? Okay. So like obviously someone with David Stilwell, this guy with one, obviously he's going to have a 100%, right? (laughs) He only has one lineup. That's his exposure. Right? Little Tem, this guy. Three, three lineups. But here, Kyle Wisenberg, 20 lineups. you can do one by one if you want, but you can put them side by side. That's results DB. But I mean, you can go back to the slate, Go to a different contest. We go to eight eighty eight, the Mega Eights. Max entry thirteen. You see here. See Awesomeo and Papa Gates, right? You see what is. Oh, there, there, that is with Papa Gates, right? You could and toggle full screen, right? Toggle full screen. So that's where you find it. But you could also go and use this ownership tab and see what the, what the ownerships of players between contests were. So like I'm going to go by the 888, the Mega 8s. I'm going to go to the, the Fade Away. That's what it was called. And then there's the, what, the 20 max? Four-point play? Was there another 20 max? And one, the four. Okay, let's go. Was there a bigger four-point play? Looking for it. Was there a big twenty max? Eighty k four-point play. So let's go to that. Eighty k. Yeah, here we go. So you could see that. See now you could look at the ownership differences of the players from state, different stakes, different contest sizes. So you can see here, like we go to Kevin Porter Jr. Look at the dramatic difference. In the eight eighty eight, Kevin Porter Junior. was twenty eight percent owned. In the fade away, which is a ten dollar fifteen dollar fade or whatever it was, sixteen percent owned. In the the four the cheaper twenty max, thirteen percent owned. The higher stakes you go, typically the sharper you get. So you could see the difference. Toby Harris. Jalen Brunson, like the differences between the ownership. Look at Oladipo, thirty-five percent in the mega eights, only twenty-three percent in the big GPP, and in the lower stakes GPP, less than twenty percent. Late swap, Tony Bradley. Look at that. A lot of times, you could go through here and see, you know, what 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 the sharp players did versus the the less sharp, the cheaper, the lower stakes players. Doesn't mean that all lower stakes players are stupid. Just you're more likely to see more stupid lineups, as you can see. And see, were, we're your we're your players sharp? I played a lot of this guy, and he, he he was less owned, right? Look at Dwight Howard; he was more owned in the lower stakes than the higher stakes. So typically, that's a sign. Players that are more owned in the higher stakes versus the lower stakes are. Well, you can consider maybe sharper plays. Are they really? Who knows? But I mean, that you could use that as some type of signal. If, you're, if, you, if, if they're higher owned than low stakes than they are in high stakes, then less of a sharp play, typically. You want to use that as a signal. It's not, it's not the be-all, end-all, but it, it is the way to judge. of did, did, did I make the same types of lineups as, as sharper players did? Well, you could, you could use this type of assessment in order to, as some type of tool. It doesn't mean that you won. To me, this is not about figuring out what the best lineup was the day. I want to duplicate what, I want to replicate, maybe not duplicate, I want to replicate what the top sharp players are doing. Whether or not they've won on that slate or not. If you replicate what the top sharper players are doing every slate, you're more likely to be profitable because they're highly profitable players on a single slate anything could happen but over the course of 365 days wouldn't you rather have similar lineups as papa gates or giant squid or brick 75 i would so that's that's why i use results that's why i do this every morning i consider this learning this is this is part of your process oh but i want to talk about today's seven game slate well you're going to constantly be in the in, in the in the mode of figuring out what's going to happen today and never learning any concepts on how to get better so you see and you study what top players are doing and then you utilize those concepts moving forward refining it slate after slate after slate this is how i learned how to play i downloaded csbs 5 years ago I played these lineups and I didn't do well. How come all these guys played this guy or that guy or built this way? Ah, that's why. And then you learn slate after slate after slate after slate after slate. And I'm a highly profitable player, yet I still do this every day. I may not take an hour. I mean, I may not it may not be uh, I'm not like spending hour upon hour studying this, but like every morning, let me open up results DB. Take a look, see. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's fifteen minutes. Sometimes I'm interested in one certain thing, of like who's late swap there, how many people did this, who built lineups this way, who built balance builds versus stars and scrubs. Like I went in a certain direction. How, did did anyone else go in that direction? And then did I look for it? I'm not going to be blown away. I'm at and I'm I'm at the point where I'm not going to be blown away by by things, right? Oh my god, why is why was Kevin Porter owned last night? I have no clue. How are, what are people from the future? No, of course. Debut for the team is a high usage player. They, they, they've, they had an eight man rotation. PJ Tucker skedaddled. So who else is gonna get all, all the all the work on the wings? With wall out. So you have to, who, who's gonna get? It? They only have so many players. Mason Jones, well, they had to resign him now. So he's on another 10 day contract. So they didn't even have Mason Jones. It's not like he matters, but they didn't have many players in the rotation. So yeah, so, so people jammed in the rockets. I get it. That's not surprising. If it's surprising you, then that's why that's why you should be in results TV. Looking why? Why did all these people have this these 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 rockets? And then you'd figure it out. Going through the YouTube chat, remember it's casual Friday. Casual Friday, everyone. We're casually drinking that apple juice. Hit the thumbs up button. Keep it cold. Pretty good. So put in your casual questions. Let's take a look at today's slate. Let's see. 858 projections on DraftKings. Today, it seems like it's going to be what? Rockets plus Spurs. I'm guessing. We're going to have to see if, uh, if Embiid plays, right? He's probable. Who knows? Bradley Beal's questionable. So shenanigans, people. It's going to be shenanigans. But at least that's the first game. We have, it, it's, it's 8 o'clock. So we get uh, It's like daylight like savings time. It's kind of like we push it back today. We have two, what? one two three eight o'clock games. Two 9 o'clock games. A 10 o'clock and then a 10.30. We'll probably get the Sixers and the, the Wizards news. We'll, we'll be able to have that before lock. With Embiid, with Beal. But like Kevin Porter's still 3,200. We have him projected for 34 minutes. So yeah, so like he's probably going to be chalky. And people, you can probably listen, probably on Grinders Live. Are we chasing? I don't know. KJ Martin, we have him projected well. Because Houston's not going to have many players either. I mean, if Oladipo is going to sit, I want a back-to-back. I'll have to assume Wall's going to play. But if both of them are out, it's just it's jamming the Rockets' time. That game is until 10 o'clock. Great. <laughs> Shenanigans. And of course, with the Spurs, you always have the notion, yeah, you're right, DeRozan's out, LaMarcus Aldridge is gone. He's somewhere. He's wandering the, the countryside looking for a new team. But it's still pop. You go, oh, okay, how do I not play Derek White now? How do I not play Keldon Johnson now? Who knows? Lucas Samanek or whatever, some other guy. Vassal maybe back. And they get 40, 40 points. Who knows? It's the Spurs. We take a look at the optimal now. 300. Which is pretty high for DraftKings. Got Murray, White, Johnson. Yeah, I mean, look, look at this. It's, th- it's three Spurs, three Rockets. And then Embiid and Gobert. In our current eight fifty eight in the morning. I mean the, the projections will change. So that's what it looks like today, as of right now. But like if Beal is out, I mean then 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 we're gonna be looking at Westbrook as a pay up option instead of Embiid. So I'm gonna lock him in. And what does that look like? Still playing Embiid still playing Embiid? It's projected for sixty points? Are we kidding? Really? Yeah with no Simmons? I, I guess so. But here we go. Then we get Westbrook, White, Brown. Still comes into a ro- basically Rockets, and then you get one Spur. You still get Olenek in there. Do we have to play Gobert? Kevin Porter. Oh, because John Walls in here. Okay, and now, now I see why. So if Beal is out, maybe Westbrook gets put in there. Let's get rid of Embiid. What does that look like? Yeah, this looks like more of more, you play LeBron instead. Still ends up being stars and scrubs. I don't know. If, I don't know how. I, I'm assuming this Martin projection is pretty fragile. Projected for 30, 30 minutes. I mean, uh, who has to? I mean, they have to play for the Rockets. Who's available? Houston, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And one of them is Anthony Lamb. I don't even know who that guy is. Who's Tony Lamb? Sounds like a mobster. Tony Lamb. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And now I get now I get why the minutes are allocated this way because if Oladipo's out and like, <laughs> who else is, They people got to take up the minutes somehow. PJ Tucker's not there anymore, so you need to, the front court power forward minutes. Patton still is going to play a bunch at the center. Right. Ben McLemore still has to play play 29 minutes. Just a matter of which one. It's like this is the, it's the, I mean, look and look how cheap they are. Other than Wall, even Tate's 5,800. You don't even have to play him, but everyone else is 3,500, 4,500, 3,000, 3,200. They've been playing 30 plus minutes and they're 3K. Probably going to play him. I mean, the current smash percentage is 57%, 44%. So yeah, Rockets Chalk Day. Rockets plus Spurs, as of now, I always have to say that. I say that now, it seems so straightforward now. Then something will happen. We don't know what it's going to be. You never know what it's going to be. You can't plan for it. Can't expect it. It's like the Monty Python sketch. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. We never know. We think we know. We think we, we play NBA DFS and we go, okay, some 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 bullshit's gonna happen. Right? Something's gonna be on the 530 injury report that we was never even, no no we had no inkling about whatsoever. And then certain days we're like, okay, I, I think nothing's gonna happen. And then something happens. Something happens in the late game, right? We look at the Miami Chicago game and go, okay, BAM's out, and what's 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 the big deal? And then Jimmy Butler doesn't play. Right, five minutes before lock of that nine o'clock game. Ah, Jimmy Butler. I don't know. Had a bad sandwich or something. Food poisoning. Hangnail. Who knows? Who knows what it is? Smiled at the wrong person. Who? Who knows why? Why? Why he'd be out? The next thing you know, it's like now. It's a, how do I play Goran Dragic? How do I play Duncan Rob? How do I play all these other guys? And that'll be at eight fifty-five. Right, Mike Conley will be out for no reason for the Jazz. No, no, you have no, no, we didn't, uh, no clue what, no, whatever, and then it'll just happen. So why even bother? We say that most likely nothing is going to happen. I say that, and then something happens. That's NBA DFS. Where, when, when is baseball starting? I know there's spring training contest. I ain't playing that. When is MLB starting? Jason D asks, uh, does a player's range of outcomes and overall projection include their efficiency without stars? For instance, Mavs without Zinger and Luka, logic would say overall team efficiency would decrease. Yes. The projections will account for that. They should, It should account for it. Most of the time they do. Right, you can't say that the Mavericks' offensive efficiency is going to be higher with, with Luka and, and Porzingis out the projections take care of that but of course a lot of times you, you take you take those players out while the team will be less efficient like all the other players are going to play an extra you know they're, gonna, they're all going to play an extra 15 minutes and they're also going to instead of being 17 percent usage they're going to be 28 percent usage so while the usage may not be as efficient it's still you know, when they're 440 4, they're going to have 28% usage and like Brunson. He was 5,500. He's going to have 28, 29% usage in play like 35 minutes. Yeah. See, it won't be as efficient, but I mean, he's 5,500. It was 7,500. That is a different story. That's what he should be priced. So the projections already take that into account. So Kevin Porter, 4,900 on Fanduel. Okay. Oh, they priced him up. Oh, FanDuel did something. Let me go look at FanDuel. We took took, took a look at DraftKings. FanDuel actually priced him up. I'm assuming he'll still be in in the optimal there. Assuming that Oladipo is out, we're assuming that he's going to sit on a back-to-back. Let's take a look at this FanDuel lineup. Yeah, Porter's still in there. Tate, right, we still get the same thing. Houston, Seth Curry's still only 5,000. Sterling Brown, I guess, basically getting a lot of Rockets, Spurs, still have Harris and Embiid, still get, you still get the Sixers. Yeah, we still have on our, 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 our FanDuel, Kenyon Martin, yeah. he's not even in the out, I mean, I guess you can't, yeah, right, Kenyon Martin, I guess you could play him, he's almost unnecessary on FanDuel, like could we lock him in instead of Sterling Brown or something. What does that look like? Oh, you said by Biden Brogdon. I don't don't know if that's a good idea. Let's say you play Porter and Martin. Let's say you play Porter and Martin together. And you go down both spots at small forward. What does that lineup look like? Yeah, you're paying up everywhere. White, Brogdon, Mills, Mitchell, Martin, Porter, Harris, Sabonis, and Bede. Right, FanDuel's going to be a joke today. It's almost like he can't play the Rockets on, on, on FanDuel because most of their pricing is soft as it is. It's a matter of just figuring out the right Rockets to play. Because Tate is forty seven hundred, he's cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. All these Rockets are gonna have to play if all the Depot's out. I mean they're only gonna have eight guys. And two of them are garbage. I mean two of them I mean Tony Lamb. Who the hell is Tony Lamb? Let's take a look. Anthony Lamb. Anthony Lamb is a two way contract. Does he, does he look like a monster? He may play basketball for the Vermont Catamounts. Great. He doesn't look like a monster. Sounds like a monster. Tony Lamb. Tony Lamb's coming. So, what else you got? in the youtube chat hit that thumbs up button thummy thumbs give me those thummy thumbs it's casual friday so maybe i'll casually get the hell out of here if there's no uh, if there's no more questions in the youtube chat you know i'm here for you feel free to type them in you could always you could always find out you know all the answers all the answers you'd ever need in my course theory of daily fantasy sports how to think like a professional dfs player it's a 15-hour audio masterclass. All the concepts, all the, all the stuff that I talk about, all in one place, all in this nice structured structured education. You can even see the table of contents here. Game objectives, player selection, expected value, leverage, correlation, construction, risk management, exploits, psychology, a bunch of miscellaneous topics. It's all itemized out for you. So go to theoryofdfs.com, pick that up. I mean, it's a reference guide. You could listen to this five years from now, and it and it should still apply. DFS is not going away. It doesn't matter format, sport. It doesn't matter. These are the math. This is math. They're not going math isn't going away. It's not going the math of the game isn't. Oh well, they increase the salary to seventy thousand. It still doesn't matter. Oh, we're gonna add an extra utility slot. It doesn't matter. The game of DFS stays the same. You're competing against other people. So as long as you're competing against other people, all the concepts in this course will apply. So go to theory of daily fantasy sports, theory of DFS.com. Go pick that up. Or you can just listen to all the all the past trade game shows and go through like the uh, 180 hours of content if you want. If you want. It's all condensed down into 15 hours here, structured. If you, if you, don't, if you, if you have a, a question otherwise, then you come. You, come yeah, you, you show up to the pregame show, send me an email, questions at theoryofdfs.com, and I answer them. That's fine with me. As long as it's not like, is Kevin Porter Jr. a good play? I don't know. 34 minutes, 30, 30.96 median. His range is ranges 18 to 44 10 plus minus he's 3200 most likely you're playing him. okay (laughs) can you build lineups without him yes you can if you fade kevin porter jr you probably could build whatever the hell lineup you want to build you're going to be giving up a lot of median but there's a leverage you hope that he dies right he sprained his ankle yesterday you never know He sprained his ankle. Gordon was out. I mean, the Rockets are going to be down. I, haven't they lost like 14 games in a row? Yeah, they've lost, I think, 14 games. Yeah, they're dead. They're done. They ain't making the playoffs or anything, right? That's why P.J. Tucker's. He's gone. He'll go to some other team and do nothing for them also. I think he's the. guy. he's the type of player that's like, he's... He's good for, for a team in real life, but for DFS purposes, kind of doesn't do anything. Like Tony Snell, right? Those types of guys. Andre Roberson. But at least with Roberson, like he's there for his defense. But yeah, so that, that that's today's slate. There's no more questions. I could get out of here early for a Friday. That, that's what I should do. It's an early weekend. An early weekend for me and for Eli and for Devin. Like, Devin's in the chat. Devin's, Devin's looking over us. But he, Eli's doing the producing. Right? We should, we should clap. See, this is nowhere near the speed of clapping that Eli's used to. This, this is like, picture this on, like, your podcast player on, like, 17 speed. Like, that would be Eli clap. You use that clap emoji when he, when Eli's here. You get uh, you get extra credit. I don't know. We have to come up with a meme for Eli. He does clapping. There has to be some. There has to be something for that. There has to be. You come up with it, and we'll use it. You can come up with some type of clapping meme for Eli. We'll use it. We already have the apple juice, right? We already got that. That's that's a meme for the show. We already got the thummy thumbs. Okay, that's a meme for the show. Play whoever you want. I say that all the time. Okay, we already got that. Lineups, not players. Okay, we got that. We need something for Eli. Joe Wheeler asks, when building 150 lineups, what kind of spread are you comfortable with on your optimal, least optimal lineup? It all depends on the slate. Depends, on, obviously, on the contest that you're in. It could be 20. It could be 50. Probably, probably not 50, but I mean, as long as the lineup has the requisite leverage to make up for the projection, you could play it. If the lineup is 20 points off optimal. You have to gain enough ownership, discount on owners, lower ownership to make up for those 20 points. You're not getting much ownership difference. Then that lineup is horrible. If you can play a lineup that's 30 points off the, the projection. As long as you're getting requisite ownership, if the the top owned, the optimal is a total. Let's just use cumulative ownership as as a guide. The top one is 180. I'm going to sacrifice 30 points and only get like 20 20 percentage points off of ownership. That's probably a garbage line. If you're getting like 60, right? If you're, that's a really low owned lineup, may not even be worth playing, but I mean, at least probably still plus EV. Just the likelihood of that lineup hitting is very, very, high, very, very low. Be high variance. You're going to hit that lineup once every lifetime or something. Still probably plus EV. As long as you're getting the requisite ownership discount on the lineup. Do you want to play a ton of lineups like down over there? Probably not. You're not going to live enough lifetimes to, to, to realize the, the EV of those lineups, even though they're positive. So there's no spread. There's no. You're talking about a diversification issue. So that has nothing to do with strategy. My top lineup is only three points off optimal. My bottom lineup is only 30 points off. Like, or you could play a lot of lineups that are only... Three to five points auto. You could do that. That's that's all about diversification. That has nothing to do with with strategy. As long as it's a plus EV lineup to play it. Anchor Malhotra, let's get it. He needs a win for baby mama payments. Or for alimony? Probably shouldn't be playing DFS for alimony. It doesn't seem financially prudent, or may, or maybe, maybe you shouldn't have stuck it in. Then. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have stuck it in. Oh, oops, oops, didn't pull out. Well, that's your problem. Don't put it on us that you need to bink for your child support payments. But whatever, that's that's your fault. That's 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 negative EV. That's why I don't have kids negative EV there's no there's no way kids are a plus EV there's no there's no way negative EV just had just until what until they're 18 21 years old so the next 20 years of my DFS play I have to pay even more rake to give to give to some 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 little guy that looks like me that eats all my food no get out of here get out of here no kids for me no kids for me I'm gonna keep all my money OK, now that we talked about that, that my 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 opinions towards child rearing. Let's get out of here. So on your way out the door, hit that thumbs up on hit the dummy thumbs. We got uh, Grinders Live tonight at uh, it should be 630. Right. It's an eight o'clock slate. It'll be Dean and someone else because I never I never checked the schedule before before saying who's going to be on the show. It'll be Dean and someone else on Fridays and then uh, crunch time. Which is at 7:30 tonight, is for premium members for Roto Grinders Premium. Sign up for that. Click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. And sign up for the premium, for the combo. So you don't just get NBA, you get NBA, you get MLB, because that's coming up in three weeks. You get PGA. You get uh you get uh MMA, you get LOL, you get soccer, right? There's a soccer slate tomorrow that I'll be playing, and we have soccer projections. So go get that. So get the combo premium. $10 off your first month by clicking on that link in the description. I know I say that there's not going to be shenanigans, but we all know there's going to be shenanigans today, right? Oh, Spurs, Rockets, easy. Click it in, set it and forget it. Nope, probably going to be shenanigans by the end of the day. So good luck with that. And uh, and I'll, I'll see you back, back on Monday. Right, because I'm here. That's what that's what I do for you guys. I'm here every weekday, every weekday, Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock in the morning Eastern for the DFS pregame show on Rotogrinders.com.